Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Sports' Job podcast, Journey of the Working Sports Professional. This is your host, Colby Castillo. And before you start listening to the episode, I just want to apologize. Um, this episode, there's a little buffering and a little um, noise in the background. And I apologize. I, I am working on um, updating my podcast recording equipment and just stick with me. But I promise you the value and what Olivia, our guest today, is talking about is very valuable and it's worth the listen and worth um, listening to it over with, with the background noise. And so without further ado, if this is your first time to the podcast, let me tell you what it's all about. I document my journey working through sports. I graduated in May of 2019 and I'm currently the Athletic Assistant Event Management and Intramural Coordinator at the University of Minnesota Crookston. I've embarked on this journey working through sports, spreading opportunity through sports, and one day becoming a college athletic director. Secondly, and more importantly, I bring on guests that are currently working in sports as well. They talk about their journey, their story, and how they got to the level of success they are currently they currently have. They talk about and share their insight of what they've learned throughout this journey and in order to help you and provide you different options and show you their different paths of working through sports. And so today's guest, she's an individual that is a former Division II soccer player. She gave up her athletic career to chase her passion of working in sports. She is currently the Gopher Sports Student Contact and Assistant at the University of Minnesota Twin Cities Athletic Department. She's done internships all over. She's currently chasing her dream of working in the sports information and communication field. And so without further ado, I would like to introduce and welcome our guest to the podcast, Olivia Poutine. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, Kobe? I'm doing great. Um, first off, I like to start off by just asking um, a simple question to to all the guests and basically um, who do you cheer, like who's your favorite sports team right now today and I kind of think I have a, a good idea of probably who you'll say but who, who's your favorite sports team <laughs> well so I since I was a soccer player I really like to watch the Premier League so my favorite sports team as of right now in this season um, is Tottenham but it all depends on what time of the year it is so since Premier League is my main sport right now, it's definitely Tottenham. How about how about football? NFL? Do you have a favorite NFL? A favorite NBA team? I love watching the Vikings. Of love course. the Vikings. Really happy they won the other day. Excited to watch them play San Francisco. Yeah, you'll get to watch them this Saturday. Hopefully, they can pull the win. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, so to jump right in, um, I mentioned it earlier. One of the most interesting things, um. You know, you were a former Division II soccer player um, at the University of Minnesota Crookston, and then you decided to, you know, retire or end your career kind of short. And, you know, what was the reason behind that? So I was the goalkeeper for the U of M Crookston soccer team for three years. Um, uh, my, I believe it was my freshman year that I decided I wanted to get into the sports communication field. Mm-hmm. And after I declared my major – of communication that summer, I reached out to the SIDs at the U and I was fortunate enough to have them let me come in and talk to them. So after talking with Michelle Traversi, who's who, this is who I work under now, she allowed me to shadow her at a couple of volleyball games. So just keeping in touch with her. And unfortunately the soccer team I was on, we weren't very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of led me to start thinking like, you know, maybe I need to start pursuing my career instead of pursuing my soccer career. Yeah. Um, So she reached out and she said, you know, we were potentially going to have a position open and I kind of decided like, you know, 
I'm at this point where I need to decide what's best for me. So after yeah. a long talk with my parents, we kind of weighed out my options and decided, you know, if I can choose this path over my soccer path, then I'm going to go with this, with this path instead. And I do miss playing soccer a lot, but I wouldn't change the way things worked out for me in the end. Yeah. And I, I think I have to, you know, I really applaud you for that. Cause like one, like, I don't think many people have, you know, the guts and the abilities and, and the belief in themselves and know what exactly they want to, to leave. Like, you know, you've been, I'm sure you've been playing soccer your whole life. Is that correct? Yeah. I've been playing since I was six or seven. And, and then that's what I mean. Like here, there you are, here you are, you leave a sport that you've played your whole life and then you, you decide to chase after your dreams. And so you mentioned it, you know, your current position, you're the Gopher Sports Student Contact and Assistant. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Yep. And I seen that, you know, you did other, other internships. You were a special events intern at 3M Open. Um, you were the athletic communications intern at the University of Minnesota Crookston. Um, you've been on the media operation teams numerous times for the NCAA, you know, at the volleyball, NCAA volleyball tournament, men's basketball tournament. So how did, how did these opportunities come across? Because I think one of the most important things, especially for listeners out there who's trying to get into the sports industry, um, <laughs> it's important for them to understand, you know, what are the different options? You know, how do you get these different routes? And I know you mentioned it earlier, you kind of reached out to them um, by yourself. So was this something that like you, you found their email, you emailed them personally? Like, how did you get in touch? How did you get um, all these opportunities? How did you get across with these opportunities? So luckily for me, when I reached out to Michelle at the U of M, she is actually one of the NCAA championship coordinators. Mm -hmm. So when an NCAA event comes to the Twin Cities area, she's one of the people that helps plan it from the media operations side. So when I found out the NCAA volleyball championships were coming to Minneapolis at the Target Center, I immediately reached out to her. And this was already when I was shadowing her. So I was like, you know, it's over my Thanksgiving break. If you need help, let me know. I'd love to come out and help. So I helped with that. That same Over that same period of time, I had been talking to her and Paul Rovnak. Paul Rovnak is our one of our associate athletic communications directors at the U. So both of them helped plan the final four as well from the media operations perspective. So that gave me an in with that. So all of the NCAA events, the reason I've been able to work them is because they help plan and coordinate it and they always need like student workers or people yeah. who are interested in helping running it. Um, I actually, when I was at the NCAA final four every year, they have, who's going to be running it the next year. So in 2019, they had Mike Flynn from Georgia Tech come mm -hmm. and help in shadow um, because he will be running it in Atlanta next year. And I believe I will be going down to Atlanta in April to help oh, wow. on the media operations team for that. So one thing I've learned is that someone like me or like you, no, you don't really know who to reach out to yeah, to yeah. work these events. Um, but I've discovered it's all about who you know and reaching out first and kind of being knowing about it so you yeah can, no, no so I you can get it. Mm -hmm. work those events so just be it's all about knowing people and kind of reaching out first and showing your passion about doing these kinds of things yeah and i think i think people like it's interesting that you say you know <laughs> to be annoying um a lot of people sometimes they think like these opportunities kind of just fall into their lap or like they'll be searching on google you know google jobs and be like oh look this position popped up 
but it seems like a lot of times it's you know like for me personally too with a lot of the internships i had it was kind of more like oh i found their email and i went out my way and emailed them and it wasn't even the first time like they probably didn't reply to the first email they probably replied to like the third or fourth when i after you know seeing the mirror see, seeing me email them three four times you're like you know what i'll finally email this person back and it was interesting you talked about how you know, working these different events, you met different people and this led to different opportunities. And if you don't mind, if you don't mind clarifying, you know, were these, were these positions or were these internships, were you getting paid super good at them? Were you not getting paid? So when I interned for U of M Crookston from my freshman to junior year, that was paid. Mm-hmm. My internship currently with the Gophers is paid. Working the NCAA events, those were all voluntary, so I was not yeah. paid. I was just getting the experience, but it and the three M open was also unpaid as well. But my personal opinion, if you have the opportunity to work like a high end event like that in the sports world, the amount of networking you're able to do and the amount of people you get to meet, it's de- like it pays itself. It's one hundred percent worth it. You might not be getting paid up front with, with cash or checks, but you're getting paid as far as, you know, be the opportunity to build relationships and network with individuals that lead to more opportunities. And these are people that, you know, we want, they're in positions that we eventually want to be in and they have so much knowledge. It's like, I mean, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you do something like that? And I think that's, that's one of the things I, you know, it's fortunate that, that you understand it, you know, myself, I understand it, but I think a lot of people out there, they're like, they, they think about like during the summer, they're like, Oh, you know, I want to make money during the summer. This is my free time. Oh, I'm going to go work at like the mall at, at like a Nike outlet or a Nike store or like do some, some, some sort of job to get paid. And they overlook the part where, Oh, they have this, you know, this internship at the 3M open working special events. And they're like, Oh, well that's not paid and I don't want to be broke. So let me pass up on that opportunity. But then, like you said, like working, working it, even though you work for free, a lot the things you learn and the people you meet i mean it's it's more important than really than anything so what was your so how is your um because you're currently in the gopher sports student contact and assistant so if you could talk about like what you do there um what's your favorite things about doing there what's what's the biggest thing you learn what's the biggest surprise you know just clarify like what the experience is like so at the u of m i am the main contact for the women's tennis team um Basically, what I guess what I've learned the most is I'm trying to think. That's kind of a tough one just because I've learned so much. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone kind of asks me, like, oh, what do you do? What do you learn? And I, I feel like communications people do a lot more than someone would think. Uh-huh. So I guess the biggest thing that I've learned through the experience is, like, my, the writing that I need to work on. So when just for, as an example, when I was at Crookston, Crookston didn't have a beat writer for the paper. So the writing that they do for their website is a little bit different than what I would do. So mm-hmm. I've had to kind of learn more about the AP style and yeah. kind of conform to that more than I would at UMC. Another thing I've learned a lot about is InDesign. And that's been a lot of fun, actually. So I get my own laptop and I get to do make all these cool graphics to tweet out and everything. Um a couple of other things I get to do is since I'm the main contact, I kind of have to be the person that gets in touch with the other SIDs to get all the information to them. I have to report all of the scores. I have to record all of their scores at their, their dual matches and their tournaments. And then again, like if you go on the Gopher Sports website and you look at the women's tennis page, 
I write all the recaps, advances, and features. So that's all me. I run all of their social media accounts. It's, I think that's my favorite part, just mm-hmm. because they really let me be creative with it. And yeah. I have some really fun ideas and I hopefully I get to do. And they kind of let me do my own thing, which is really, really cool. So what's one of those what's one of those uh fun ideas if you don't mind sharing or talking yeah. about? So back in I think it was November or December. I don't remember when this was, but me and the men's tennis contact, we set a date together yeah. to get the men's and women's tennis team to have them do gifts. So we had a gift shoot. So okay. for their live for their weekend games when they're home or away, we get to tweet out these cool gifts just the live yeah, tweeting, yeah. kind of make it fun, get more interaction with our followers. So that was really cool to do. And it was fun to be a part of a shoot like that to kind of and kind of leading it and making it our own thing. You know, it was really fun. Yeah. And I think it's, it's crazy. I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I think the, our education, as far as like what we're doing in our majors are important, but it's like, you know, I, I feel like, especially my internships, there were a lot of things, I probably wouldn't have known or probably wouldn't have learned if I didn't get the hands-on experience. And it seems like that's the same case for you. Um, so what's your, uh, what's your, fun, your, what's the most fun social media platform that you like to use as far as when it comes to your work there? I really like doing the Instagram live stories. Yeah. Um, I've done a lot of gopher hockey games. I will be doing a men's basketball game this coming weekend. Um, they're really fun just because you get to go to parts of the, arenas or the rink that no one else really gets to go to Mm -hmm. so you get to be super close up close to the action everything you get to interact with the fans and it's goalie the gopher so if you ever see goalie the gopher on there i think interacting with him is really fun just because he's a really outgoing character yeah yeah um but i think that's probably been my favorite part just because going into this internship i was really nervous and kind of scared and Doing these Instagram live stories has kind of helped me get rid of that fear of being outgoing. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's been really fun just to be creative on a platform that I use every day in my personal life. And now I get to use it for like a PR perspective and make it fun and make it my own thing. And I think it's great. You know, I, I, it's, you know, viewing it from the outside in, you know, I applaud you for, um, it's, it's pretty crazy and pretty amazing of all the things that you were talking about, all the things you get to, you get to do. And I think it's rare that, um, I was talking to an athletic administrator and they were like, a lot of these people, a lot of these athletic administrators are like, well, you know, this is not something we kind of knew we wanted to do, you know, when we were in college or in the beginning, a lot of times, like these people are like, well, there were coaches or they were doing something in business and they were like, oh, there's a job opening here or, or they tried it out and they liked it. And I think one of the rare cases is, you know, for me, I, I know I want to be a college athletic administrator. And then it seems like with you, it seems like, you know, you want to work in the, the sports information and the communication field. So where did this passion for, you know, sports information and communication come from? So I, I need to give a lot of credit to Sean Smith, who is the sports information director at Crookston. Mm-hmm. Um, going in my freshman year, I was undecided and I didn't really know what to do. I didn't even know sports information was a career path you could take. I didn't even know <laughs> who, like, I didn't know who did all these stories. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of clueless going in. Um, so I eventually needed an on-campus job because 
you know, playing soccer, you don't have a lot of time to do anything outside of mm-hmm. the campus. So I, that's when I kind of found out I could work with sports. I mean, I play soccer. It was cool. I know all the athletes. Just kind of did it because I thought it was fun. And then I got to know Sean a little bit more and was like, wow, I think I want to do what Sean does. So after doing one whole season of doing basketball stats and um, game notes, I was like, this is what I want to do. So at the end of my freshman year, that's when I declared my major's communication and I declared my minor as sport and rec management. So uh, what do you think? So, so far doing all these internships and, you know, doing your current position, um, what do you think is the most favorite part of your job and what's the least favorite part of the job? I would definitely say my favorite part of the job is just meeting different people. So like mm-hmm. when I worked the 3M Open, I met a ton of different athletes. I mean, I couldn't really interact with a lot of them just because <laughs> it wouldn't look good if I was like, hey, can I take a selfie with you? Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. As yeah. much as I wanted to, like I wasn't able to do that. But just getting to interact with them is probably my favorite thing. I love working with the women's tennis team. They're great. They love being able to kind of input on what they want to post out there. And I love collaborating with them. The only thing I don't like about the job is just the after hours. But, you know, you always have to make sacrifices for the jobs you love. So, for example, last night I worked the Gopher men's basketball game. I don't think I got home until around 1030 just because you have to do post game. I didn't write the story, but that helps with the story Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean other than that it's like my dream come true like this is what i want to do and not only do i get to work with the tennis team but i get to work with other sports and i've really been enjoying it and i think that's that's one of the things i learned i'm learning too especially on the job now is the the uh the odd hours you're working late at night sometimes you're working early in the morning sometimes you're working saturdays sundays but I mean, like you said, it's it's something that we enjoy, and some sometimes you have to make sacrifices as as far as you know your time. And then you mentioned that you know you're you're doing things that you dreamed about and that you love. So, what's your dreams and what's your goals? Like, what's what would be the dream position for Olivia? What's your dream position? I think my dream position is to be a sports information director with an Empower Five conference. Yeah. So- Mm-hmm. as of right now I would have like I'm currently looking for grad assistant positions and every day my goal is to send my resume out to at least five or ten schools within those conferences and other division one conferences um just the fact that I can say that I'm about to graduate and I've had experience in a power five conference school is huge Mm-hmm. For me, I think it's probably one of the biggest accomplishments I can say I've had. And at working with any sports, too, I think it would be a dream if I got to work with soccer in a Power 5 conference. Just yeah, yeah. Sport. But I'm open to anything. I love working with basketball and baseball and softball. But So when do you graduate? I'm graduating May 2020. So I will walk. Um, I think the date is May 9th. Yeah, I have it yeah. circled in my calendar already. So. I'm excited. And have you been you've been looking for uh, GA positions? Yes, I have been. I think I started emailing schools around August just to kind of get my foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and then currently, right now, I've been studying for the GRE. And um, yeah, I've just been looking around. I've gotten a lot of stuff back, 
trying to narrow down the choices that of what I want to do, where I want to go, where I want to be. So it's been, and the one thing I think being the fact that I've been at the university of Minnesota and working in multiple athletic departments, mm-hmm. that's really set me far ahead of other candidates. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think with the experience that you have and really your story of you talking about how you gave up, you know, playing sports, playing soccer in college, giving up a sport that you played your whole life and then to chase after your, you know, your, your goals and your dreams and actually, actually doing it. I mean, and here you are, um, you know, one of the, have you taken a look at the NCAA um, job marketplace? Yeah, so I've been looking there, and then I've also been looking at Cosida. I don't know if you've heard of Cosida. But, yeah, yeah. So I've been looking there a lot, but a lo- the only people that I have gotten responses from are the people who I've personally reached out to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, an email or a phone call goes a much longer way than just an application. And it was interesting, how, you know, the people, I'm sure you, you, you talk and interact with a lot of the um, full-time workers there. Um, but, like, one of the interesting things when I was asking, I remember when I graduated um, in May, before that, when I was doing my internships, I was asking people, I was like, you know, did you go to school right away, you know, right after graduating with your bachelor's, or did you go work full-time? Um, did you do online school? And it was interesting because everybody, everybody had a different answer. You know, some people went to school right away. Um, some people did online classes while working a full-time position. Um, some worked and then started school like four, five, six years down the road. Do you kind of have an idea like what do you want to do yet? As a, like just what I want to do after graduation? Yeah, right after graduation. Did you want to be a? Did you want to be a full-time student? Um, did you want to be a GA? Did you want to work full-time? Do online school or like what was the kind of your your idea or your plan for that? So right now, um, I'm really looking into two options. So for me personally, I would love to be able to earn a master's degree and get a GA position because for some schools, a GA position, they waive your tuition, yeah, which yeah. is very attractive. Yeah. Um, the other option I'm really looking into are internship or communication assistance within the office. Mm-hmm. So for example, the U of M, they have internship positions. So they have three, I, th- I believe they have three communication assistants. They're the interns, but that's what their position title is. Yeah, yeah. So they, ha- so they have it there, but at some schools they have GA positions, which either or I would love to do. Um, what I've learned and heard from many people in this field is that the degree is a great thing to have just to say you have and earned your master's, but mm-hmm. the experience of working in an athletic communications department is much more valuable than it is compared to a master's degree. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get that. And it was interesting because, um, I mean, I just went through the process in May um, and like, I was looking at everything and I was like, dude, like, I don't know if I want to work. I don't know if I want to be a full-time student. I don't know if I want to um, just work right away and not, you know, kind of feel like I fall behind because I don't get my master's. Um, and one of the, you mentioned that internship program. One of the interesting things was I actually, um, one of the options I had was doing the, um, it was an event operations intern with Brady, Brady Burrish out there at the, um, at the U of M down there in the Twin Cities. But then I really kind of decided, I was like, well, I want to work full time. And I want to do, I want to get my school done. So what I ended up deciding to do was I came back to Crookston. I, um, I work full time now and then I do the, uh, I take online classes at Concordia St. Paul. So 
I mean, everyone's different. Everyone's got a different path, different journey. Um, so my last question to end it, you know, what is a what is a quote that you kind of mold your life after you follow and <laughs> use as like motivation and inspiration? So there's a, a little bit of a backstory to this. Um, as a goalkeeper, my favorite week of every summer was going to Camp Shutout. It was like my summer camp, you know, kids mm-hmm. like to go up to the lake to their yeah, summer yeah. camps. So for a whole week in the middle of July, I would go to Stevens Point, Wisconsin, to this goalkeeper camp. And the guy who ran the camp and who still does, who I keep in touch with once in a while, his name is Stan Anderson. And he is one of the best in the business. And his quote for that camp and what everyone kind of takes away is, if you want to be number one, train like you're number two. So the way I mold this to my life is, you know, my goal, actually, it's funny, (laughs) after the Gophers won the Outback Bowl, I told myself my New Year's resolution is to be more elite than I was the day before. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. Um, just so I see this to be number one, train like you're number two. I, mold, I molded that to my soccer life because the number two worker needs to work harder than the number one worker yeah. because, or the number one player because they, they want to be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I see it as... You need to work as hard as you can to get to where you want to be in life. So I use that. I use that for my soccer life. And now going into my professional life, that's what I still use today to kind of motivate myself. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I like that. I've never actually never actually heard that. Cool, and I, I'll probably end up using that as motivation for myself. But again, I appreciate Olivia. I appreciate you jumping on the podcast. You know, you provide a lot of useful information. I think you provide um a role model for anybody out there i mean here you are doing many different amazing things um chasing after your dreams doing the right things and so is there anything that you would like to say anything you would like to plug before i end the podcast here i do have one thing it's that for those listening who want to pursue a career in this field reach out first do what you can to make yourself memorable and if that means being really annoying to those who you (laughs) want to reach out to do it because it's definitely going to get you somewhere i appreciate that i appreciate that and everybody listening i thank you again for joining me on this episode joining me on sports is a job podcast and as always like i always say we are all on our own individual journeys but you are not alone thank you olivia and have a great day again Thank you, everyone, for joining me on the Sports is a Job podcast journey of the working sports professional. I hope you found the same value that I found listening to Olivia talk about um, her going through these different internships, about her leaving her athletic career and following her passion and chasing her dreams. Secondly, if you aren't already, follow me on all social media platforms. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok under Colby Costello or Sports is a Job. Third, If you listen to this podcast, I encourage you and I please, I ask you to leave a rating, leave a review, good or bad. I want to hear it because without the help of you, I won't be able to grow this podcast and the value that these guests are bringing will go to waste. So again, till next time, we are all our own individual journeys, but you are not alone.